Hi, this is Mark Raven. This is a post that I published on January 7th, 2015, titled Four Days with Dr. Deming. I'd planned on chilling out over the holidays by reading some books that weren't related to lean or Kaizen. And novels aren't really my thing. And I did decide to start reading a book called How Doctors Think, which had been on my Kindle to-do list uh, for a while. And I stopped reading after about four chapters and I might pick it up again at some point. It was just okay. It was it was interesting, but not really riveting. Um, so I ended up nerding out and reading a paperback I'd purchased a while ago, and it's titled Four Days with Dr. Deming, A Strategy for Modern Methods of Management. And the book's a really interesting format. Um, the authors, William J. Latsko and David M. Saunders, worked with Dr. Deming and assisted in his famed four-day seminars. Latsko and Saunders, with Deming's blessing, created this book as a narrative of those four-day workshops. You hear, you know, in the book, some of Dr. Deming's own words and stories, um, Latsko and Saunders add commentary, and there's another voice they've created. It's uh, a, a composite executive who reacts to what Deming teaches from the perspective of somebody who might be a bit skeptical and was sort of forced to come and attend um, this workshop. Well, Dr. Deming wrote, the foreword for the book, which was published in 1993, which is the year he passed away. And I never had the opportunity to meet Dr. Deming. My father was able to attend a Deming seminar at General Motors in the late 80s or early 90s. It ended up being my first exposure to Deming's work and ideas. And this was before I'd ever heard of anything Toyota was doing you know, that was different than the big three automakers in Detroit where I was growing up. Um, but, you know, there are a few things that really stood out to me in the book. You know, first uh, is, a, I think, you know, a classic Deming analogy that I've read in other books of his or attributed to him. And it says, quote, an industrial engineer commented that an orchestra is very inefficient. Some people are sitting there just counting. Only the conductor works all the way through, less than 100 percent efficient. If the industrial engineer had his way, all the musicians would be playing all instruments all the time, uh, end quote. So I think Dr. Deming's making a good point uh, in a humorous way, maybe not realistic. Um, I played percussion and timpani and orchestras during high school. I'm an industrial engineer. Um, so the example stings a little bit. You know, in my experience, industrial engineers are taught to look at systems, not just local efficiencies. I think it's true that traditional management in you know, places like manufacturing and call centers and hospitals would think it's best for everyone to be busy 100% of the time, but that's different than how we'd view things in lean or the Toyota production system, of course. I think different than most industrial engineers would really view it, whether they had musical backgrounds or not. But the next call out from the book and I shared this on the blog, um, mirrors what I've been teaching leaders about their role in Kaizen and continuous improvement is that leaders can't be the ones who always find the problems or the ones that have the answers to everything. Effective leaders create an environment, a climate, a tone where people can be innovative and improve. And creating this climate includes putting one's ego aside as a leader. It means not punishing people who speak up and point out problems, uh, something that happens far too often today. It means making it okay to speak up and for leaders to collaborate with employees or just to get out of their way. So in the book, this is headed uh, innovation and improvement. And Dr. Deming says, management's job is to create a climate 
in which everyone can take joy in his workplace by one, innovation of product and service, two, innovation of process, three, improvement of existing products and services, four, improvement of existing processes. And the final thing I wanted to share is Deming's definition of a leader. And this is something I think you, you should go and look at and, and print it out and frame it and put it on the wall or desk of every manager out there, or better yet, live by these principles. And, and I certainly do my best to live by these. And it says a leader, one, understands how the work of the group fits with the aims of the company. Two, works with preceding stages and with following stages. I assume he means, you know, within a process, within a value stream. Three, tries to create joy in work for everybody. Four, is a coach and counsel, not a judge. Five, uses figures to help understand his people. Six, works to improve the system that he and his people work in, or she. Seven, creates trust. Eight, does not expect perfection. Nine, listens and learns. 10 enables worker to do the job. So I hope you'll you know, go online, buy the book. You, you can find it uh, on Amazon. You can get a used copy for 25 cents plus shipping. It's really kind of an interesting way of trying to experience, at least in paper format, what Dr. Deming's four-day seminars were like. So if you'd like to, to read any of this, if you'd like to, to share the text or, or look at the images from the book, you can go to leanblog.org audio2. That will take you to the page that has this original post that I've been reading from. And if you'd like to learn more about this podcast series, the Lean Blog Audio Podcast, you can go to leanblog.org audio.